This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Laurie Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. Welcome to this week's episode, and I'm so excited to continue Laurence's story this week, um, L Squared Part 2, Laurence Looking Forward. Uh, and before we start, I just want to say that there, it's very interesting, this podcast has taken on a life of its own, very interestingly, um, unexpectedly, serendipitously, I would say. Well, first of all, I'm totally obsessed with it, totally obsessed with it. And the purpose of this was always to give a voice to my peeps and let them tell their stories in their own words. And that continues to be and will always continue to be the purpose. And it's interesting because a lot of them I've known for, I don't know, five, seven, even 10 years. And so I've been part of their stories. I've, I've watched their stories progress. And interestingly though, in recording and documenting them and listening to them sort of as a full narrative arc, um, I've been blown away. I've had a very profoundly emotional response to this and it's really inspiring me once again. So I really hope that these stories are resonating with all of you on some level and um, inspiring you in your own daily lives and your own work and your own odysseys. Enjoy today's episode. Laurence, looking forward. L squared part two. That's the last of math I'm hoping I'll ever do. <laughs> then in CJET, mm-hmm. um, I did liberal arts because I was like, I'm not math or science related. I don't know what I want to do later on. So then I like saw the advisor and they're like, oh, like you can do social sciences or you can do liberal arts. And they like explained it. I was like, okay, I'll apply into liberal arts. I wrote my letter of intent and all that and got in. And then first semester was good. Then I got my concussion and that was Mm -hmm. a whole mess. I had to like do all my work during like this like winter break. Finished that. Um, Then second semester, I found out I had to take a course called Principles of Mathematic and Logic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this crap. is horrible. Like, what am I doing? Oh, like, no. no thank you. And that's and, not even math, right? Oh my god, it's not. But it it's is. Not, well, it, but it like is. Like, the dyslexia but... played in here. Yes. Because when you have a truth table and T and V... And... Oh, I remember no, that stuff. It was really bad. Because you, you're, you're amazing at, at things like algebra. You can, cr- you mm-hmm. can crunch any algebra. Mm-hmm. That that you want, but those kind of things, it starts. It's not algebra. It's no. like a whole other way of thinking, mm-hmm. and like you have to apply it to philosophy. And I'm not good at philosophy, and like, oh my god, but that was I, part of your profile for your program. Yeah. Oh wow. And I barely. I think I got a sixty-one in that class. Oh, god. Like I, I almost failed it. I was. Mm-hmm. It was with so, those truth tables and all that. Yeah. Like the top. T- like I failed my first two exams. Then the third one, I passed by, like, 61. Mm-hmm. And then there was papers we had to write and stuff. So, like, I really just barely, like, I was straddling that line. Right. So, as soon as I finished that, I was like, never again. Like, but I'm done. That, is, that was horrible. Like, it was, like, my anxiety was coming back with that. Right. Um, like, it got it worse. Um, yeah, so that was no fun. And then this semester, I had the history of science. Because now you're in second year. I'm in second year. Right. And going, my fourth semester just started. Right. My final semester, yeah. So last semester, the third one, so this year, well, mm-hmm. last, anyways. This school year. This school year. Yes. Um, 
I had a science class, but it was like the history of science. So I had the history of science, but then I had a science lab. Mm-hmm. And I was the dumbest in my group. You do not... I would, I would sit there next to these three other smart kids that always knew what was going on. And I was just there and I was like, do you guys need help with anything? Can I do something? I'll type up the lab report. I'll make it pretty. I'll take the picture. Like, I was so bad. Like, well, every what, little mouth... What was qu- in it? What was in it? Well, first oh. of all, he gave us, like, electron exponents. And then after that, oh, he, like, dear. went into fractions. And then I was just like, okay. Oh, not okay. fractions. And then... We, like, did a bunch of things, like, the retrograde of Mars. And it was all interesting. Mm. But, like, stuff I did not know about. Mm-hmm. And then we had mm-hmm. to write a paper and, like, give a project proposal. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then people came out with these graphs and these maps for our oral presentation. <laughs> oh, and I was like, <laughs> I have, like, a minute prepared. Like, it was not great. Like PowerPoint. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at slides. They look pretty. So that's, like... That was also not fun. Like, okay. I did better, though, I, because it was, like, related with the science course. Right. And I did well with the science because it was history. Right. And the science lab part, I didn't do as well, mm-hmm. but it still brought my grade to, like, 80 over. Okay. So it was, okay. like, fine in the yeah. end. But, like, in the class, he would ask us to do, like, uh, reflections on, like, the classwork. Like, how did that go? And I was just, like, I feel so useless just because I don't understand. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Was it the content or what was it that was... It was, like... Was it math based or like yeah? Math it was very math based with okay. a little sprinkle of science, and I was mm-hmm. like, it was like no, it was like equally. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was like equally science and math, and I just like did not understand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of the other things we did, mm-hmm. but like we just had labs and like we would have to like do calculations and stuff like that, and I just wasn't understanding like. There was a lot of math, like, to do, to, like, find our answers, to write our lab report. You weren't connecting it with, like, whatever the interesting I part really of it. Wasn't. You couldn't connect the math piece yeah. to that. So, it was just, like, it was a confusing class. It was once a week, and, like, mm-hmm. it was late. It was from four to six. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I would just blank. Like, I would just be, like, okay, like. Uh, did you have to take this one, too, or this was? Yeah, oh, okay. this was part of my program. Wow. So I was like, okay, that, those two are like my okay. least favorite. Now ones. I'm really done. Yeah, <laughs> now shitty. Yeah. So I was like, after that, I was like, okay, that was not fun. Mm-hmm. But in that semester, I had literally like this reminds me of like when grade ten exam. Mm-hmm. I had to write an exam for philosophy, mm-hmm. and this wasn't like a dyslexia moment. It was more just like showing how teachers don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, so my exam for extra time was at nine thirty, whereas my class starts at ten, and my next class I had an exam in, oh. so I wasn't gonna be able to have time afterwards. Right, and I get there, I'm ready for my exam, and I get to the center at my CJF, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we don't have your exam." And I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Like, great, that's just lovely." So they're just like, you can go look for your teacher. And I was like, I know my teacher. He walks into class with his headphones on, his jacket on, like straight from the metro or wherever mm-hmm. he's coming from. Like he's not going to his office. Mm-hmm. So I went to his office. And as I'm walking, like I walked out of her office, the lady, and I was, I started crying. I was what? walking. Because your anxiety, so that, that's I it. Was that, like, I was like, that's it. My exam's keeping not- a cap on it up mm-hmm. to that point, And now, now that's yeah, it. Yeah. And philosophy is not something that I'm like good at. I'm just, no. Um, so then I just like, I walked to his office. He wasn't there. And then I was like, this is really messed up. And then mm-hmm. my other friend who's in my class was writing it at 10. And she was like, he's not here. Like, my exam's not here either. 
So it was just like we were running around school. I couldn't find him. I was at the class, in front of the class, waiting for him. It was like 9.55. He still mm-hmm. wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my friend texted me at like 10 o'clock. He's here. He just bought our exam. Just Come now. So then I went to the exam room. And I had like composed myself because mm-hmm. I was standing outside my class. And mm-hmm. I didn't want my friend, like other kids in my class to see me. So I just like wiped my face. I was like, okay, we're good. I got to the exam room. And then my friend like hugged me. And I was like, I was like, shit. Like if mm-hmm. someone touches me or hugs me mm-hmm. right now, I will I will start bawling my eyes mm-hmm. And she hugged me because she she's so small too. She hugged me and she was like, it's okay. And then I just started bawling. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the exam room where in my CJAP, like when you're getting your extra time and stuff like that, it's a big room. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of computers so that people can have right on their lap on right. their computers and stuff for their accommodations. And that's one of my accommodations. Um, but yeah, so I just started bawling. And then they were, the officials were like, what's going on? Like, did she just write an exam? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, no. And then she was, the lady comes to me and she's just like, okay, let's go outside. And I was like, no, I just want to start my exam now. And I couldn't speak. And I was like, I just want to start my exam. Like, no, no, no. And then finally they sit me down and I'm next to this jackass. This guy is like, sorry, I can't sit here anymore. She's too loud. The typing's too loud. I don't want to sit here. And he's oh, being, no. the kind of kid who, when your exam is over, like, is holding onto the paper. He's like, I'm not done. And like, he was like oh. holding onto it. I was like, what are you doing? Anyways, so he was like being annoying because I was sitting there at the computer and I was just like sniffling and sobbing. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, okay, philosophy, here we go. And I was bawling. And I started writing my exam and I ended up finishing within the time, even though I hadn't You didn't get time. your extra time. I didn't yeah. get my extra time because yeah. they were like, the lady which she told me that really took me off is like, well, we won't be able to give you extra time because you have an exam after. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great. And I'm not writing the next exam in their center mm-hmm. because it was a gym exam. Right. So like I had to be there, but I wasn't going to write it in an extra time. So they're like, we can't do anything about you, it. We can't go later. Even though exactly. you're there on time for your extra time, yeah. which was starting earlier. Yeah. So it was just like, and he never apologized. He never said anything. He just assumed, I think, that because the other two girls were at 10, that he could bring mine at 10 and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad. I almost like sent him a message and be like, sir, like you caused me to have an anxiety attack during my exam. Like it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't get my time. So like I wrote what I could under the stress and like emotions that I was mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I finished my exam and then the lady came to me and she was like, so I think, okay, do you have enough time? And then she, I was like, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. So she's like, let's just go talk outside. And I explained what happened and I started crying again. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's like not fair. This dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I know. So like, yeah, we just like had that talk and that like helped me like realize mm-hmm. it's like this man whatever it's not my yeah. fault but like he just didn't understand. And, and and his intention wasn't even to get you to yeah. that point of being that upset but you just the lack of awareness mm-hmm. really was the yeah. thing and you know what i actually just heard like about two weeks ago same or maybe before before december exams same thing from another stage up student and he was all composed ready to write you know very stressed out yeah. writing his math exam wasn't there he had to track down his calculus teacher his calculus teacher sort of slammed the door in his face saying i'm on the phone and and like he was he couldn't write his test after that he couldn't write his like i mean he wrote it but not as well as no exactly so yeah that was really frustrating but Mm. back to grade 11 i just remember something Mm -hmm. one of the things i got from one of my friends and i was like this like really caught me off guard was at one point he was like you're like really smart like, mm-hmm. why are you in this program? Mm-hmm. And that just, like, caught me off guard because I was, like, finally someone realizes that, like, I am smart and I do put in the hard work. Mm-hmm. I might not always, it might not always be in, like, my favor, but, like, that was an English class where they noticed, like, I was doing mm-hmm. really well kind of thing. So, like, that I was just, like, okay, like, I am smart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just hearing it from, like, one of my peers and, like, 
like actually like acknowledging that I was smart I was like okay like I'm not mm-hmm. dumb like well I that's why I always dumb. think you guys you guys have to self-advocate right like you have to teach people I've learned disability I, 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 I'm intelligent mm-hmm. <laughs> the two things are not mutually exclusive yeah. right yeah and it kind of frustrated me too at the same time because I was like just because I'm in there doesn't mean that I'm no dumb. so I know yeah I know and I, I think that's just about like getting that awareness out you know that's what I'm trying to do you guys telling your stories because yeah. it really is about the, the disabilities and not the not the intelligence level that people sort of equate together yeah but it's just because they just don't know but it's still it's frustrating when, when they sort of put those two pieces together Wow. Yeah. Well, and and, and the the thing is with you, Mm -hmm. uh, because I can just imagine how probably distraught the person at your center was, (sighs) because I was so distraught having known you, and I know, like we've said, you're very, you you, you definitely show your emotions, which Mm -hmm. I I love, because I'm down with that, Mm -hmm. but um, it's very obvious when you're getting that upset, and it's really hard to to watch, so I'm sure she was probably uh, pretty distraught to see you that upset mm-hmm. yeah last thing because I was literally like all CJ but like nothing really big with math mm-hmm. happened because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing math mm-hmm. um but then I was applying to universities over the yes. break and one of the things that bothered me the most is that they ask you straight up like do you have a disability mm. but they don't ask you to specify oh in some schools it's just do you have a disability yes or no oh wow. and I'm just like that's like there's very different types of disabilities. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I say yes, am I put in a different pile? Like, does that lower my chances? You know what I mean? So I just didn't say yes. I, I just didn't check the box. And I'm, like, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and, like, weave off of my accessib- like of my accommodations. Mm-hmm. Your, your face, you're like, oh, what are you doing? No, girl. <laughs> okay, because, tell me your plan. Okay. Because memory aid is still on my, like, list, I don't use it anymore. Right. All I really use is the extra time and the computer. But I want to try and weave off of it and see how I write without the computer. Like, I'm still going to use the extra time service. Right. And see this semester if I can write my exams on paper. Because sometimes what happens when I'm writing on the computer with the extra time is I write too much. Okay. You know, I just type away. Yes, you're that that girl. yeah, Yeah. And for... English and history and those kind of classes, I feel like I need to be more concise and to the point. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm writing by hand. The time will constrain exactly, you to be more concise. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of want to, because I think it's like a good thing I need to learn how to do, like write mm-hmm. little like things in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I want to try and still use the center, but just not my accommodations as much because I haven't used memory mm-hmm. in throughout all of CJF because I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to try and write my exams. Okay. I mean, the, the universities are very well set up for, for yeah, no, the I'm sure universities I know. And, you know, that's sort of, that's very interesting. Two, two things that I, I kind of want to unload here with this is, um, I, and I just had the exact same conversation with someone who's actually had early acceptance into a university. Um, and he was worried about his calculus because I think he got a 57 or something or 58. He didn't quite pass. And he was worried, and I said, you know, have you said anything about your, uh, you know, being dyslexic or having anything? And he said, no, I don't want to say that right now. And it was very interesting because I sort of said, why? And he was saying probably the same as you. Why Why would you not? I, I understand. When, it, when it's black or white, right, it's, it's yes or no. Yeah. I think because I was like, 
okay, I saw it and I was like, okay, like I'm more than just my disability mm-hmm. and I don't want them to be like, oh, she has a disability. Okay. Like we're not going to like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to be like judged for it because I know that some people don't understand them yet. Mm-hmm. And I can't expect everyone who reads my application to be like, okay, like we understand. I understand. Like, yeah. yeah. Like no, no, no. So I just wanted them to kind of accept me because of my grades and my hard work and that and not kind of put a tag on me, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just like, it's always going to kind of be there. But like, I just, I don't know. I, especially that when it's just yes or no, and it's like, do you have a disability? And it's just like, you're not letting me explain. Yeah, no, that's, that's a tough one. That's a, that's tough, a tough one to answer yeah. to say if, if yes, what type and what kind of things do you, you know? Yeah. And I think that my extra time and stuff like that, that helped me especially when I was like writing my math and science exams mm-hmm. whereas English it's more like I took advantage of it you know right what I mean? for the for the the having the, cal- the computer, uh, computer accommodation that. I think the only thing that I might not be ready for would be writing in a room with a bunch of people yeah I I, so I really think that... for you that is going to be if if nothing else continues I would really think for you that's going to be important and I don't know if you've gotten, have you gotten to the point where you're using earplugs yet if there's too many people in the center No, or not even. Because um, I've gotten used to studying with like more okay. sound and stuff. It's just that I don't actually have the diagnosis to keep mm-hmm. my accommodations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I maybe will be able to say like, okay, I have anxiety. Like I need like mm-hmm. a private room or something. But like with my last person that I saw, she was like, okay, no, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So like you don't need these accommodations, but they are beneficial to you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, well, I also think sometimes too when we when we have those initial assessments very young, right, and they have whatever diagnoses they have and and accommodations and suggestions in school outside of school. Um, I think what ends up happening with you guys, which what blows me away, is that you actually learn so well how to work with who you are and, and your self-awareness of, uh, as a learner and what works. And that was the second thing I wanted to unpack with you um, about what you had just said. Uh, but so you learn so much that sometimes I think when you do a secondary one, if you do a second one later on, like in high school, sometimes some of the things that may have come up that would flag you as something, well, you've already learned how to manage it. So somehow mm-hmm. it, it, it may seem less. It's not that it goes away. You've just learned how to, you know, how to work yeah. with it. Better. And so in, that that was my other question after you know that whole and I I do understand that part about the disability because that's a tough one to answer but I do hope that when you get there you shout from the rooftops you know I'm dyslexic and let me yeah. look what I can do because I think that's the way we're gonna you know get to people right if they like that guy you said in grade eleven he said oh you're really smart mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it was almost like a surprise to him yeah but in terms of your experience now. You know, well, I mean, specifically math, but in general, like memorizing and studying. What are some of the things that work for you? Okay. Well, I, and again, I literally just popped into my head. I and I and it's probably in one of my presentations as well. Is um, I remember for you guys in that <laughs> pressure cooker of a classroom, you guys up on the whiteboard. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because of that, I bought a whiteboard. Yes. And when I had my concussion and I had to cram in like Islamic sleep writings, I was like whiteboard and mm-hmm. I did really well on my test and like mm-hmm. I studied my ass off to like mm-hmm. really get that in. So the whiteboards always worked for me. 
I did. And have, you had a big, the, the, like you had one about this size, yeah, right? Like I had a, like big, a one. big one at yeah, home. Yeah. And I, I remember you would sort of write all your notes, and sometimes you'd take a picture and send it to me and say, "Is this good for science?" And yeah, yeah. I yeah. I just wish I had a bigger one so I could yeah. like, not erase all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the whiteboard definitely helped. Mm-hmm. I used to be on ADHD meds. I was for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then I stopped. That was the Concerta, right? You were on. So I was on Concerta, and then I went on Vyvanse. Oh yeah. And Vyvanse was an emotional one. I think yeah. that one, honestly, like emotional trigger for me, because I remember you telling me the like boys tend to get aggressive and mm-hmm. girls tend to get emotional, mm-hmm. and that's around the time when I started my anxiety really boosted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I took that for a while, and then I thought it was helping. And then I stopped taking it, mm-hmm. and I was still doing well, mm-hmm. if not better. So I was like, okay. Good. So no more ADHD meds. That's cool. So I stopped taking those. Um, and then my memory aids in high school, those really helped. Oh, my Because goodness. those made me feel reassured. Yes. And they just, like, helped me study in a way that, like, I wasn't going to be able to do if I didn't do it kind of thing I don't know how to explain it like just writing it all down and having it in front of me and like having that with me in the test it was mm-hmm. like my lifeline and I was mm-hmm. like I can do it I have my memory I have my formulas because I could never mem- memorize any formulas because no. my memory's trash um that really helped so those two things and for me in general now that I'm not doing math and science anymore it's writing it down like when mm-hmm. I was in math and science it was doing all the problems I could yeah. but now I rewrite all my notes and like I need to, like, say it out loud, and I need people to quiz me about it. Like, I had a huge history exam, and I just, like, I told my friend the history of World War One, just like mm-hmm. that, just went for it. Mm-hmm. So, that really helps me. Um, and dates, like, stuff like that, I just have to rewrite it. So, it's a lot mm-hmm. of writing for me, mm-hmm. and, like... There's a lot of kinesthetic in what you're saying, right? And I yeah. do, I, you know, all the things that you guys have taught me, um, but stuff like that, like, you're walking around, you're saying it, you're saying it out loud, yeah. you're rewriting it, so there's a lot of that physical kinesthetic that's helping mm-hmm. upload for those kind of things. Yeah. So, for memorizing, that's, that's definitely... Yeah, and I've found that it's made me, like, I don't know how this happened, like, when I was used to do oral presentations... I would get really nervous and mm-hmm. like I would never get like anxiety doing them but I would just like forget what I was saying or I would like mess up so like when I had to do public speaking in grade 11 I just memorized it and like I just went for it mm-hmm. whereas now if I do oral presentations like I know the information so well mm-hmm. that I can just speak freely it's and yeah. that's something that I'm really happy that I was able to develop because it's like something you need you know that that's a huge thing when you when you change over from like I'm reading off my slides and I've got this yeah. memorized to the point where I just know and I'm able to speak. First of all, you're yeah. going to engage your crowd a lot better mm-hmm. that way. But didn't you win something in grade 11 for speaking? Um, I really like, yelled in here and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my public speaking in grade 11, like I won for my class. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go and present in front of like the others. Mm-hmm. And then that I didn't win, but like mm-hmm. I did that. And that was like, I didn't, honestly, going was like enough for me. Like I didn't need to win. Like it just like, it showed that I had worked hard and that mm-hmm. like, I exactly. was smart. It was part of that success package yeah. that you were building yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. This, yeah. this is... The, and, and we're not done yet, right? Because oh, now, now what's next? University. University. Yeah. Um, so, so what are you thinking? I'm an overachiever. I applied to 10 schools. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, well, how many more are you going to go for? And I was like, well, am I going to keep going? What if they all don't take me? So like... Yeah, I'm like stressed that I'm getting. So you said overachiever, and yet you're you just referenced your you're going back to that confidence thing I was asking you. You're like, what if they don't take me? Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely my confidence is still not 
there. It's better. It's better. Mm-hmm. But it's not there But that's yet. what I was asking. Like, does sometimes, does it just sort of like, it's like below the surface and it just kind of like comes up. Oh, it's always there. Yeah. It's always there. I think, and it doesn't just, like, my confidence isn't just with school. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens because I'm on the rowing team, like, when I'm doing a workout or something, I'm just like, I'm not good enough. Like, mm-hmm. I've always had that and it's mm-hmm. always going to be there. And like, no matter what I try to do to like block it out, like, it's always like pops back up. And I think in every test that I write, I've always been like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, although you've proven to yourself, you do. Yeah. And then I'll get the mark back and I was like, why was I stressed? Mm-hmm. Why did I do mm-hmm. this? And then the next time it's just same thing. Same thing. Yeah. And there's some well, you're managing it better now, though, for the most part, except yeah. for the one you told yeah. me about that, you yeah. know, you're not breaking exactly. down in every test anymore. If things go my way, like if I have my test on time and I'm in my center, like mm-hmm. it's good. But mm-hmm. if the second something is like shifts, that's when it like I combust. Right. Well, because yeah. you're sort of holding it all together and it's like, okay, let's go. I got this. Let's go. And then if something goes off track. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with liberal arts. It made me realize, like, what I liked and what I didn't like, which mm-hmm. was really good. Because after high school, they expose you to a certain amount of things, but they don't go beyond. Right. So, like, you leave and you haven't learned anything about religion, anything about mm-hmm. philosophy, anything really other than Quebec history. So, like, I was like, okay, like, I don't actually know enough to know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, the liberal arts, I, like, had a few courses that I had that, like, really, like, loved. My first semester was Greco-Roman traditions. Wow. So that was really, really interesting. And then this semester, I had an amazing teacher, um, and it was modern history. Wow. And she just, like, taught it, like, a story and, like, made it so easy to understand. And I would leave the class, and I was so interested, and I would mm-hmm. go home, and I would tell my parents about history that they already knew about. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Guess what, guys? I just learned this. Yeah. <laughs> so studying for that exam, like, I don't think I've ever studied so hard. Hmm. in my like I've studied hard for math tests and stuff like that but this test like I really wanted to like prove to my teacher like I knew it because she's a very very hard marker mm-hmm. and like even if you studied your ass off you won't get that 80 you mm-hmm. won't get that 90 like she doesn't give them you mm-hmm. know so like you really just had to like show that you knew your information because she also t- took in like your English into it and like she wow. works hard so it was a very hard course to do but like she always wrote at the end of my exam, like, you clearly studied very well. Like, you know your information. And I was like, I know, I know. I've been studying and I loved your class. <laughs> Anyways, so for that last exam, like, I studied so hard and I put in so much work and, like, going in, like, I knew everything. Like, mm-hmm. literally all the dates, everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, boom, boom, boom. Um, and then I wrote my exam and I felt really good about it. And, like, I got my mark back and it was the best one I got. Wow. But it still wasn't, like, a great mark as in like a 90 or something mm-hmm. you know it was in the mm-hmm. 80s and it was just like I know but know? as you get out of high school you're gonna find that too going yeah, to university exactly. the marks are not necessarily yeah, because it's like they don't right. only expect you to have that like knowledge they also mm-hmm. want you to apply the college English into mm-hmm. it and the way you word your paragraph and like they take off marks for little oh, things and when it's not out of a lot my test was out of 20 oh my goodness yeah that's it yeah so the knowledge section oh my the knowledge section, I get a hundred on. Mm-hmm. She gives you a map of Europe, and this is. She gives us like six countries, and I'm like, I know it all. Give me all of it. I just want to show you that I know it. And then the, that's overachieving. Yeah. That's the overachieving I know, piece. I know. <laughs> and then the essays out of fourteen. So like oh, the essay, it's all in the essay, and you can know your information. But if it's not, like the English isn't there, or like. And I was good in English in high school, but if it's like if it's not to her standard, then you just don't get those marks. Well, and one mark is five percent. Exactly. So it's very right? hard. I did that math right. <laughs> I don't know. I just agreed with you. <laughs> but like, so then you lose marks very easily mm-hmm. for little things. So like, 
tests like that, it's, like, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, that being said, that class, like, made me so much more interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw myself, like, putting history books on my Christmas list. I was wow. Like, yeah. So That's exciting. Yeah. So then I decided that I want to do, like, a Bachelor of Arts because... Mm-hmm. Because I didn't do anything other than science, I didn't do sciences or math, it kind of, like, limits me to that, mm-hmm. in a way. So, I was like, I'm going to do a Bachelor of Arts, and I think I want to major in history. Wow. We'll see. I don't know what I want to do with it. Everyone's like, you should be a teacher. And I'm like, if I want to be a teacher, like, I want to be a professor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I want to, like... Again, the overachiever piece. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, but I want to, like, be teaching... Like, I don't want to be teaching Quebec history. Right. I want to be teaching, like, history that interests me. Right. You know? Right. And I know that that's not offered... For younger kids, at least. Here. Right. Maybe if right. I go to Europe, but like, voila, overachiever <laughs> once again. So I don't know if I want to teach. I don't know what I want to do. I just well, I know and you that can I'm right. If you history. do the bachelor's and you do a master's and you do PhD, you can do all of that, and then you're yeah. then you're set to to do that. So I might do that, but I might wow. just do something with like museums and like artifacts and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna finish and I won't want to do that because I also have like a big passion for like photography mm-hmm. and making videos and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that. Also, dream job, photographer for National Geographic. That oh. would be good. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Podcast, I will hear this in like 10 years and be like, you were overachiever. But yeah. so No, you're going to be on the top of a mountain somewhere going, yes, damn it, I knew it then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's all open. It's, it's yeah. All, it's wide open I for still you. don't know what I want to do, but like at least I know what, like I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go for what I'm passionate for. Right. And like right now history because I love finding out we had to read a book about like the industrial revolution mm-hmm. and I found it so interesting to like see what other people had to go through to get us where we are mm-hmm. today and that's what like really interests me right now mm-hmm. and I want to like pursue that and I'm just like might as well do something that I'm like passionate about I don't know I think that's the way life works out best mm-hmm. you just sort of you just sort of I don't know maybe for me but you know I can't see 20 20 steps down the line so it's like this opens up this is a compelling to me I'm interested go mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. Laurence, you rock. <laughs> I love you. L squared, right? Yeah, L squared. L squared. Laurence, you are going to change the world. Thank you. you so go, are girl. you. You go, girl. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.